This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts Up. upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Steve Schoen an accomplished professional voice actor and audio producer who created my new intro and outro for Transpersonal Radio. Steve is based out of the Sacramento, California area. If you'd like to hire Steve for voiceover work, you can find him at soundsofmyvoice.com. That's sounds with an S, soundsofmyvoice.com. Steve is also an event entertainer and wedding DJ. If you want to liven up your event with a truly talented and fun personality, Check out SacramentoWeddingDJ.com. You can also find Steve on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash Steve.Shone. That's S-C-H-O-N. Thanks, Steve. Let's talk about another big one. Big one. <laughs> Forgiveness. And this is, a, this is similar, I think, to judgment. <laughs> but same thing uh, for me personally I've had a struggle with the concept of forgiveness because again it, it's you know, oh we're supposed to love everyone and we're supposed to turn the other cheek and you know we're not supposed to be angry and we're not supposed to judge and we're not supposed so uh, if someone has wronged you you're supposed to forgive them you know this is traditional teaching of, of forgiveness uh, personally I have a struggle with that because I uh, I think in a larger scale my issues come with not not a friend who may have inadvertently or or even purposely done something to hurt my feelings and then says I'm really sorry and they sincerely mean it I, for, I forget that I can move on but on a grander scale uh, you brought up earlier say someone who uh, a, a six-year-old who was a victim of child abuse uh, and say the the perpetrator of that child abuse whether it was a father or an uncle or someone adult who has no remorse for that behavior who has no who's not even seeking forgiveness for that behavior how, how does one forgive that person that's a really good example and I, I when i talk to people about forgiveness they tell me that they go well i could do this and this but i can't do that i go well that because it's harder one of the problems with forgiveness is forgiveness is not related to rage ever i mean whoever said rage was related to forgiveness i mean forgiveness seems like uh, the antithesis of rage but no forgiveness you will in forgiveness forgiving something difficult uh, you will have to have your rage now, there's a difference between rage and hate. The difference between rage and hate is you take rage and you put judgment in it and it turns into hate and blaming hate. That's one thing. But if you just take rage by itself and you don't uh, mix it with judgment, it'll just be plain rage. And so usually when you talk about forgiveness, you, th- you think about being nice and having good thoughts about that person right. from now on. But really, that's a lie. 
Because when you forgive something, you won't have nice thoughts about it. You would have horrible, horrible, uh, corrupt, perverted, dirty, bad thoughts. So in that sense, you would have to have a lot of acceptance of horrible perversion. And you'll know what you feel about that is you'll feel rage. So rage, uh, forgiveness becomes this perverted opening to dirt and fecal matter that you hate that needs to be forgiven. So that's why our take on forgiveness is wrong, that it's all great and it's all happy and everything's good. <laughs> when it really isn't. And so so, uh, so when you go to uh, feel and heal something that you can't forgive. I just can't. I go, why? Because it makes me so angry. I'm going, well, how angry does it make you? I could kill him. I go, well, then see, see what happens. You're afraid to feel that you want to murder someone. Therefore, you go, I can't forgive him because that way I would have to feel that I'm going to murder him. I go, no, 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 no. Rage will feel that you have to murder someone. It will feel that. It won't. Rage won't go, well, I kind of like the slap you on the hand, but that's about it. <laughs> no, rage will feel I need to, to hurt him really bad to feel better. But really, it, need, it all you have to do is feel those feelings that I have to kill or I have to do that because rage will feel that. Now, when you put hate onto it, you probably have to act it out on some level. But without hate, you'll just feel, I this person needs to be killed. I, 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 I shouldn't have these thoughts, but I do. I go, no, you should have those thoughts because those are the exact thoughts in how you feel. So accept how you feel. In your book, I want to read another excerpt uh, on forgiveness. You say, it seems we have forgotten how to forgive. It seems we have forgotten even how to love. These statements are not exaggerations, as you can notice just how much love is in your life. Even pondering this concept will elicit the fear of lack. If you base that you have love simply because you have what we would call relative peace, then you have called apathy love. Love is not to justify your ability to hold your head above water. Love is the perfection of how you feel and the perfection of how you think about it. There is no resistance, judgment, hate, or apathy in love. It feels like you belong, that you are a part of everything and everything is a part of you. You may fear being connected to others simply because of your judgments of them and thus signifying parts of yourself you judge. Your inability to believe and understand that we are all one is your inability to have your divinity. That's beautiful. Thanks. You just taught me a lot just by reading that to me again. It's beautiful. I think I think it speaks for itself. My, Absolutely. My, I go, I, what can I add to that? <laughs> Well, it, it, I think it summarizes the discussion that we've just had, that we, we've forgotten how to forgive, or maybe some of us never even knew, yeah. and more importantly, forgotten how to love. And, and I mean, real love, mm-hmm. not, real love. not apathetic love. Or, yeah, real love, not uh, lust or, or gluttony, not uh, stuffing your face full of food and saying, I love this, mm-hmm. or saying that this food is worth dying for. It is not uh, the feeling you have by overpowering and dominating someone that you think is love. Yeah, it's real love. And so when I say uh, we haven't learned how to love, I go, well, I don't think anyone really knows how to love. I think that people come across it almost by accident sometimes. And most of what they experience as love is not even love. So when I talk to people, um, I talk to my neighbor and he says, yeah, when I was in high school, I had a great time. We used to get drunk and we just drive down the street and man, it was the best time of my life. And I'm going, that wasn't the best time of my life. In fact, you didn't even have a good time and you didn't even love it. And he goes, what do you mean? That, that was the best time I ever had. I go, no, 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 it wasn't the best time. You were under so much pressure 
that you had to drink alcohol and act like a complete idiot to, to pretend that you escaped all the repression that you felt for that one night. And really, you escape nothing. Acting like a fool and filling yourself up full of alcohol doesn't escape or is not cultivating in any way whatsoever. But you consider it the best time. It was not the best time. Maybe one of the worst times, but not the best time. So what we consider love and good are very skewed. They're very wrong. So re-examine what you think is love. When you love someone truly, you feel connected with them. You'll feel that you've always been connected with them and you always will be connected with them. You'll feel, it'll feel warm, right? It'll feel perfect and it'll feel natural and, and good and divine. Those are the feelings of love. It's not some, some, uh, ability to hurt someone or dominate someone. And so we've lost this technique. And so what I do is I go, Oh, I'm going to teach you how to love at will. How about if I, what if you just say, I want to love right now? Could you do that? Most people go, well, no, I'd have to be in a real soft space to, you know, to, to be you know, taken out, wind and dine, and maybe I'd feel like, oh, well, why don't you do it right now? So this is what I teach. So what I teach is this. The reason why you're not loving right now, if you don't have that feeling, is because you really don't care about loving, and you're really apathetic, and really, you've, you've given up on love already, and that's why you don't feel it right now. So I go, let's change that right now for our listeners. How can you feel right, love right now? The thing in the way of you loving right now is a thing called fear. Now, if you don't deal with the fear, you don't get uh, to excess what's in your way of love. So let's do it for the world. Let's do, let's say me and you are the part of the world, which we are, and we're going to love for the world. So, okay, okay uh, we're, I'm talking to everyone in the world right now. Okay. And everyone in the world, because they're a part of me, and yes. I'm addressing everyone. Oh, and plus, uh, by the way, there are some people that are so unconscious, we can't get to them right now, but they'll get the residual effects of this. So we're, we're going to talk to everyone right now, and we're going to do this right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to access the fear on the planet right now and open to it so that we can all feel and understand this. And if you don't participate in it, there is a part of you that did. So even though you don't do the homework, there's a part of you that did, and you can access it if you want to, and if you don't want to, you don't. So here we go, we're gonna open, open the covers and open it up and experience this. And it'll feel like no one can do what they wanna do. No one, and I always ask why, why? Because we're all, we came here to lose. Don't you remember? We came here to lose. We came here to destroy this place. Like, wow, that tells me a lot. That tells me the fear that's in the way of us loving. What else is there? You think that you could sit there and get what you want just by fantasizing about this and just by thinking about it. You think you could get what you want. But this game is different. You are too far in depth and hell is too deep to resurrect. I go, oh. I'm getting a lot of clues here on what to open up to, and so I will. Uh, how about a couple more times? Let's open up to it again. I tell you that this is death in here, that if you go here, it's nothing but death and death to you and everyone that goes here. I go, well, those are good indicators of the fear that I have about having love. And if I open to it deeply, I'll open up to the Earth's core of the core of their fears of why they don't love. And so, like I said, in order to have love, if you don't have love right now, just get out of your way. The way to get out of your way is to stop resisting and fearing so much. Instead, have loving uh, acceptance of fear so that you don't resist it. And this is how you'll have love. And this is how you love at will. How do you love at will? If you don't love right now, then you have to get out of your way so you have to accept the fear so you can love more. So now you get to love more. Not much, but more. But you have to keep doing it probably won't even feel the difference if some of you out there feel this 
you might notice a slight relief in that you hate yourself and repress yourself and judge yourself a little bit less, but it's so incremental due to the massive amounts of judgment we have against ourselves. So if there's a lake and we took one bucket of water out of that lake, you probably wouldn't notice it unless you really sensed it, that I hate myself or I judge myself one bucket less. And that's something. Just get a bigger bucket, which means feel more and have more love acceptance. Hey there, for you listeners of Transpersonal Radio. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recommend you check out Crush It! Why Now is the Time to Cash In on Your Passion by Gary Vaynerchuk or Mindset! The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonalradio. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio for your free audiobook. Okay, here's something that I personally struggle with. Let's do it. How do, how do I become, how do I not repress myself, be more open, be more loving, In general. yet mm-hmm. set boundaries? Because... Mm, boundaries. Yes, because I think you can't just say, well, I'm just going to be open to everything. I'm just going to be open. I'm going to love more and be open. And I'm not going to repress myself. I'm not going to feel guilt because I think a little bit of guilt is good for a behavior check, right? I mean, you have to have a little bit of so we think. behavior check. So we so, think. So this, is, so this is where I'm coming from. So, yeah. so I have a little bit of guilt because, oh, if I do that... I feel guilty because when I did that the last time, I hurt somebody. So, and I remember that. So, I'm not going to do that again. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to repress myself. I'm, I'm going to just be liberated and free. No repression. No judgment. Well, and and yeah. so, but I don't think that translates into no boundaries. Well, I, I think that when you say I'm not going to have any guilt, it's too late to say that because you have guilt. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like someone saying I'm not going to sin anymore. No, you will. So that's wishful thinking. So that's not even wise to come from that space because it's almost like saying, I'm not going to judge today. I guarantee you, you're going to judge today. Yes. So that statement, <laughs> a better statement would, would be, I'm going to catch at least two of my judgments today and fix it and change it. That's, that's more. Um, but boundaries, could you tell me um, a boundary that you have that you think you need right now? Specifically, if you can, if you can. Uh, I, was, I guess I'm thinking more in general terms societally. Like, for example, um, here, here's kind of where I'm going. So you have the 60s. Mm-hmm. Make love, not war. And it's just excess of everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the era of no boundaries. It's mm-hmm. sex and drugs and rock and roll and partying and just craziness. And then, and, and then you go into this repressed, you know, uh, judgmental, you know, almost trying to get back the leave it to beaver type, you know, that follows this 60s era where, uh, you know, everybody's just uptight and, you, oh my God, you can't swear and you can't do this and you can't do that and you go to church. One dichotomy to the other. Yes. One from so, the- how, there has to be balance in there somewhere. The balance is in the middle of which we avoid. Um, I don't use the word boundary because boundary uh, says I need to put a wall between me and you because me deciding to do something is not good enough. I need a boundary. I go, well, perhaps you'll need a boundary before you think of something better. I guarantee you though, when you're healed, you'll have no boundaries. The only reason why anyone puts up a boundary is because they have a judgment. That's the only reason. So boundaries come from judgments. 
your inability to deal with something makes you put up a boundary against it. Oh, I can't be. So let's go back and let's go. Let's go to the space of I want to be good and right and I want to judge. Yeah, too late for that. You're a judgmental, <laughs> hateful, sinful person. Every second of the day, you're sinning and making a mistake. So we're not even talking about ourselves, right? And they go, well, I need to have boundaries and about this people because I can't do that. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's because it's based in fear. It's kind of like when people say you need fear, or guilt in this case, because if you're in the middle of freeway, you need fear to tell you to get out of the way. And I'm thinking, you don't need fear to tell you to get uh, off of the freeway. You need common sense to, uh, a love will tell you, don't lay down on the freeway. But the main reason why people say that you need fear is because they are addicted to it and they're entrenched in it and they've married it and um, it's their God. So that's why you can't give up fear because fear for all practical purposes on earth is God. And if you can't give up, you can't give up God because God created this and he's going to take care of you. So there's a belief that fear will take care of you. Therefore, you need it. And the same goes with guilt. Now, the reason why the importance ha is, uh, is handed to guilt is because guilt is used to manipulate people. You ever uh, been guilted and do something you didn't want to do? Oh, absolutely. If they didn't do it, you probably wouldn't do it. Absolutely. So it's very useful. Therefore, our investment in guilt and using it against other people is why we think we need it. Because, God, I wouldn't be able to manipulate uh, fearfully after that if I didn't use it. So that's why we go, well, we need it a little bit. I go, no, we don't need it at all. You don't need none. Zero. Watch. Just eliminate it. Watch. Your life will be better. You won't need it. You'll, when you don't have it, you'll go, you know what I miss? I miss guilt. Can we get some of that back? You never say that. Or, you know, when, you have, when you're fearless, you go, you know what I miss most about? You know, this heaven is just, I don't know. I want some fear. I want some fear in my life. There would be nothing for you requesting fear because there would be no fear of lack that you have that you need fear or anything like that. Another excerpt from your book. You say the revolution is about forgiving. This procedure, which sounds ordinary, seems to be the biggest mystery and secret of all time. The term forgiveness is often used as just a word or to deny what is judged, which is pretend healing. When we are forgiving properly, we will feel, yes, feel, the responsibility of everything we put our attention on with loving acceptance. We have eluded this for so long due to original sin that we have avoided. This has haunted us from the very beginning. In denying original sin and basing our life on resisting it, we have created burying ourselves in our own lies and in our own denials to the point where death seems like a blessing. Revelations is the revealing of all such improprieties that when acknowledged and lovingly accepted, will heal the parts of ourselves that we have hated for so long. Well put. Very well put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Uh, you know, I assume that if you go to church or you go to a class, I assume you're going there to make yourself better. And what that means is you're going to take something that's not good or weak or frail or feared or judgment, and you're going to make it better. That's what I assume. It's called forgiveness. But you might notice that if you go anywhere to improve yourself, if they're not going to forgive or elicit the forgiveness of your sins or your wrongdoings, then the whole thing is a hoax. It's a lie. It's uh, something based in fear made to cover that you have even such feelings within you. So that's why I'm saying it's, it's a secret. 
forgiveness is a secret. No one should know about this. <laughs> and no one does. And I ask everyone, I go, do you know how to forgive? Do you know how to forgive? Do you know how to forgive? The closest someone could come to, to is compassion. Well, do you know how to have compassion for someone? Do you know how to do it? I go, no, just, just be there. And perhaps uh, if someone said, well, to be in their shoes, I go, well, that's really close. But they're not making the transition to forgiveness is this. When I'm in their shoes, I feel how they feel and I accept how they feel and I accept the wrong in them and the drudgery and the pain they have to go through every day. And I can see why they would have to judge me because of all the pain. Now that's forgiveness. Now, if you're not learning or learning that at school or something like that, what you're experiencing is an illusion. Because if I'm going to tell you that the only reason why you don't have everything you want is because you're not humble enough, because you have everything you want already, and it's due to your arrogance about yourself that you should have everything, that you suffer because you don't have anything, I'm going to be missing the point. The point is that what you want divinely is yours. The, what you, the reason why you don't have it and the, the reason why you don't have the world, and I didn't mean the whole world, is because you're afraid. And if I don't teach you how to treat that fear, I'm just distracting you from what you really need to do. So what we really need to do is heal. Yeah. Wow. What a concept. And what a concept. And and so what we really want to talk about, you say that you, you teach how to undo the karmic patterns of fear and pain causing separation from unconditional love. Uh, another excerpt from your book, you say, as the practice of healing increases, I am noticing my certainty increasing. That is, what I know is more clear and therefore useful and practical. Discussing philosophies with others, I believe, will be more extreme as I distinguish the truth from the lie more. Sometimes these discussions sound like arguments as people try to defend their fear-based beliefs due to the fear that their reality will come apart. The defense of people's own reality has been either everyone has their own reality, their own truth, and that way is not only different, it may contradict others. Or the judgmental sense of one way is right over another. These two systems work from judgment of apathy and domination, respectively. Yeah, when I talk about um, the truth versus a lie, it's very difficult for many people because it sounds so judgmental. It sounds like, well, you're imposing your truth in, on everyone. I'm like, well, yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> and, and But what they don't know is that they do the same thing. It just sounds worse when I say it because uh, when I say something's true, I go, oh, by the way, this is true for everyone, including you. And they can say, well, I don't believe you. I go, well, that doesn't make it not true. <laughs> right. And this really pisses people off yes. because in a new age, you're supposed to allow people to have their truth. And I have a, an allowance for people to have their own truth. That doesn't mean I have to believe it. Mm -hmm. So um, healing here is opening to how you feel about it. And you might notice that uh, so much uh, healing work is so over-intellectualized. Mm -hmm. But if you're not using your feelings, you cannot love. If you don't feel, you can't love. You can articulate love. But that doesn't mean you're loving. So I think the best way to talk about love is to love while you're talking about it. It's really cool. <laughs> Very good. And the overall, the overall encapsulating part of this in unconditional love, so ending repression, opening up to unconditional love, becoming one again with Divine Mother, that is spirit and will. Yes. And another excerpt from your book you say if you have ever wondered why you were here or what purpose you have here there is a desire designed to know this we have been searching for the answer of life and looking for our path and destiny while we're repressing it it's no wonder that we did not find it or when we thought we did it was wrong your desire right now is to heal 
to open lovingly and gracefully to parts of yourself held back deep inside of you. You will notice that you have ethics against this, whether you think you are evolved or not. These ethics from the dark ego are here to destroy and are empowered by the actual repression of yourself. Moving past this is remaining in your acceptance by continuing to love yourself deeply. Yeah, there's, um, I think, uh, in teaching forgiveness, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, what you resist persists. So if you don't resist, then it won't persist. And if you accept lovingly, it'll make it even better. But uh, these are all uh, mental, can be just a mental concept and go, oh, that's really good. And someone could go home and never practice it at all. And so I say, I often tell people that spirituality is no joke. And what that means is it's not something you do on weekends because it's cool or you go to church and, hey, I, I'm there. It's something, a way of being all the time in every aspect of your life. And if this aspect is not invited in any aspect of your life, then that aspect of your life is not loving at all. So if you have a job that says, well, we don't do that around here. I go, well, that's because you don't permit love here. But at least you can know that you can work there for 30 years, but just know that and you can do your own thing there. And so um, healing is about opening. And you'll notice that as you open, if you take this work on, you'll start to open right now and you'll experience that this is stupid and crazy. Something about this is stupid and crazy. And usually that's enough for people to go, okay, that's it. I tried it. <laughs> it was stupid and crazy. And so I'm going to read this other book. Yes. <laughs> but what I'm telling you to do is open to your feelings and feel that this is stupid and crazy. And uh, be like unconditional love that says, hey, I'm unconditional. Whether if I feel super crazy, hey, I'm still going to love. So always be be like God. God is unconditional loving. God doesn't say, okay, I'm going to open to you. Oh, this is stupid and crazy. I got to leave. I got a tea time. <laughs> God says, uh, oh, this is stupid and crazy. Oh, wow. I wonder what else is here besides stupid and crazy. I am crazy. This is stupid. This is all wrong. Everything is all wrong. Wow, I wonder what else is here because I'm, oh, by, by, by the way, I'm unconditional love. I keep on going. I don't stop. I don't go home. I don't play golf because it's all wrong. I continue because I'm unconditionally loving. And so you keep on going. But most people have their limit. They go, you know what? After I feel the fear of uh, this is not healthy for me, my body it will actually break down. That's the time where I cut it off and I'll read another book on trying to find my spiritual path. I go, well, yeah, that's what would happen. But continue to love yourself and go down to the depths. The deeper you go, the deeper you'll love and the more enlightened you'll be. But this is very difficult. And this is why I said, hey, I might have to show people. The reason why I'm teaching people, and I have to remember this all the time because I could lose hold of this. The reason why I'm teaching this is because I'm simply teaching myself. If I teach you and I don't teach myself, I'm not being honest with myself. The only way to really teach you is to teach myself. The only way to really love you is to love myself. And if I'm not doing that, I'm not teaching you nothing. I'm teaching you another distraction to put in your brain to think it's good and right. But I do nothing. So what it's really about is changing me. Because if I just change me, and I mean just change me, I, I, I don't have to look at anyone. If I just change me, I change everyone. If I'm creating my reality, then I change you. So I'm sitting here. I don't really need to teach you. I just need to look at you inside me and, go, and tell you and tell myself, I'm going to change you until you're perfect. Of course, I'm not perfect, but we could do this together. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, wow, this is pretty good. I'm going to make her perfect. Well, what's that going to make me? Perfect. Well, 
I have interior motive here. I have a motive to, to, to I have a bias here. I have a an agenda here. My agenda to, is to heal you all away because I have a selfish agenda to heal myself all away. It's a good selfish agenda. Be the change. Yeah, it's a loving self agenda. Yes. I want you to be perfect. Well, then let's get on it. I'm going to make you perfect in me, which means hey, I get to have it too. Beautiful. So. Any of the listeners that are local to the Sacramento area, if you're interested, Reverend Will offers spirit and will meditation and healing classes at the Love and Light Healing Center in Carmichael, and private sessions are also available. So, Reverend Will, how do people reach you and, and find out more about this? Well, the physical class is at 4826 El Camino Avenue in Carmichael, or you could look me up on Facebook, which I have all my information for the class on there. It's at facebook.com slash Will Hutton. That's W-I-L-L-H-U-T-T-U-N-E-N. Or you could call me at 916-600-6161. So all different ways to uh, talk. If you're not sure about the class, you might just want to talk to me and say, is this class right for me? I go, well, it's right for you, but do you want to take it or not? Right. Beautiful. And I'll make sure to post those links on my website as well. So so any of the listeners that are going directly to my website, I'll have your information up there and they can copy that in case, they, in case they're listening to this in the car and they're not, right. not yeah. able to write it down. So, okay, wonderful. Very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Any of the listeners that are local to the Sacramento area, if you're interested, Reverend Will offers spirit and will meditation and healing classes at the Love and Light Healing Center in Carmichael, and private sessions are also available. So, Reverend Will, how do people reach you and, and find out more about this? Well, the physical class is at 4826 El Camino Avenue in Carmichael, or you could look me up on Facebook, which I have all my information for the class on there. It's at facebook.com slash Will Hutton. That's W-I-L-L-H-U-T-T-U-N-E-N. Or you could call me at 916-600-6161. So all different ways to uh, talk. If you're not sure about the class, you might just want to talk to me and say, is this class right for me? I go, well, it's right for you, but do you want to take it or not? Right. Beautiful. And I'll make sure to post those links on my website as well. So, so any of the listeners that are going directly to my website, I'll have your information up there and they can copy that in case, they, in case they're listening to this in the car and they're not, right. not yeah. able to write it down. So, okay, wonderful. Very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future future topic or be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or like our page, facebook.com slash transpersonalradio.